Well, hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the Vision Driven Mom podcast. Now, I know that you could be doing a million other things, and here you are listening to these important conversations. And for that, I am so grateful. I am so glad that you're here. Now, one thing I speak about over and over again during these conversations is that living a vision-driven life is a game-changing way of living. It's a moving toward what you want rather than pushing away from what you don't. Now, imagine what our world would be like if every mom lived a, live, a vision-driven life, the ripple effect it would have on our kids and on their friends and on their families and so on and so on and so on. Now, my next guest is an amazing mama and has become a dear friend. And we go deep into what it means to live a vision-driven life and what often keeps us stuck. But before we get started, I wanted to let you know that I'm going to be announcing the details of the Vision Driven Mom movement next week. It's been percolating in my mind, in, in my heart, and it is finally making its way into this world. And I thank you for your patience. Now, I truly believe that we can do anything together. The Vision Driven Mom movement is about being what you want your children to see, even if you've tried other mind-body practices that haven't been effective. It's about intentionally moving your body and your life forward with grace and calm confidence. It's about stepping away from what's keeping you stuck and moving toward what lights you up, mind, body, and soul. It's about creating the life that you desire for yourself, your children, and the world with a collective of like-minded moms. Now, I'm push, putting the finishing touches on it right now, and I just can't wait to share it with you. So stay tuned next week, okay? Now, in the meantime, be on the lookout for the announcement. If you haven't already, download the VibeCare Toolkit at VibeCareToolkit.com. That's going to get you on my email list, and you will be the first to know about all the goodness that's yet to come. On that note, you are going to love our next guest. Nicole Terrell is the founder and creator of Wildly Worthy Women, where she teaches women that manifestation is a healing process in which they strip away the conditioning that led them to abandon themselves in order to create a sense of safety or feeling loved through the, tra the trauma that they experience so that they can reconnect with their most authentically magnetic selves. She works with women to help them fall in love with themselves and their lives through the combination of breaking down old paradigms of unworthiness and gaining mindful awareness of their trauma and beginning to have faith in the power su powerful support of the universe. Now, without further ado, enjoy this interview with the Wildly Worthy Woman founder, Nicole Terrell. This is the Vision Driven Mom podcast, and I'm your host, Tracy Nolan Bierman, for moms, by moms who believe that anything is possible, even in the midst of motherhood. Each week, you'll hear firsthand relatable stories from moms that have journeyed through motherhood, from fear, loss, and heartbreak, to healing, empowerment, and success. Motherhood is truly the journey of a lifetime, so let's enjoy the ride together. And welcome, Nicole. It is so fantastic to have you here today. Hi, Tracy. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to finally be having this conversation. Me too. Me too. Now, before we dig in, can you tell us a little bit about your journey, about how you 
came to be doing the work that you're doing in the world right now? Uh, well, as as uh, we were just talking about off screen, off off recording, <laughs> it has been just my life in a nutshell. Is I was you know I was born to a teen mom. I was given up for adoption. I had a childhood that was just so hard. Uh, so many. My adoptive mother passed away when I was eight, and um, and then you know my dad just kind of checked out through my teen years and I ended up becoming a teen mom myself and kept my daughter. Sorry, I went way back, but it's all to say then I entered into, not entered into, but I got into a, a toxic relationship that I'm now just starting to pull apart the pieces and spent 10 years in that. And then when I left, when I finally left that husband, it was directly into another marriage mm -hmm. that was also toxic in its own form. And I feel like I've been healing for my whole life. And it's just been tiny little steps because I, over the course of all of that, I had lost so much trust in myself. Yeah. And so sometimes it just feels like you, you take one step and then, you know, a year later you take another step. And I don't know if anyone else resonates with that painfully slow journey, but I have known for, you know, about 10 years that I am meant to change this world with my super slow journey. <laughs> <laughs> and so I've been slowly making my way towards that. And I can just say with full confidence that as much as it hasn't moved with the ease that I would like it to, you know, like a movie that tells a transformational story, I... I'm so grateful for this exquisitely messy healing journey. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about what it means to be a, um, a, a trauma-informed manifestation coach. I think this is beautiful and so important, especially when we're talking about manifestation and the law of attraction. You know, um, I think the secret, the movie, The Secret, the book, The Secret, kind of did us a disservice in thinking that all we had to do is create a vision board and then bam, it's all going to happen, right? So what does it mean to be a trauma-informed manifestation coach? What do you do? How do you work with your, with your people? Yeah, well, I'm so glad you brought up the secret because I agree. It definitely, like it missed a big chunk of it, but at the same time, the secret planted a seed in me. And yeah, absolutely. from that point, I was never able to let this idea go that, that like, can I really create stuff in my life? Like, is that for me too? And I just kept diving in further and further. And so as I got to like really doing healing work, I started to see the reason that I can't just think something into existence is all the trauma that happened in my childhood and, and early mm. adulthood that taught me that those things aren't available for me, maybe for right. others, but not for me. Right. And so that's what I help my, um, the people I work with, with is understanding how that stuff really kept you from being able to have these things with ease because they are available to you. It's just that you're blocked because somewhere along the way you got taught that that wasn't for you. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so important to put words to that because it's so interesting that we can think, 
oh, well, they can have it, but I can't. What? What? I mean, that is completely us, right? It's it's mm-hmm. our, it's those limiting beliefs, and it's the trauma too. The trauma, trauma, it it gets it it gets held in our bodies, right? We have to be able to release it and change those limiting beliefs, you know, to to the beliefs that I am, I am this person, I am this woman. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and when you start to like really decipher with love because so many of our parents, they weren't intentionally trying to give us limiting beliefs, but start to decipher the many times that you heard that thing isn't available for you, or that thing is unrealistic. It, it all makes so much sense. And, you know, and imagine living with a version of your parents that really supported you and saw possibility and how much farther along you might be if you had had that kind of experience growing up. Right, right. And now, so do you help help the people that you work with, you help them to be their own advocate? How, how, does, that, how does that work? Yes, actually, that's uh, the whole being your own advocate is mm. the most important piece because I want to help them to trust themselves. I think so many of us who grew up having the world around us teach us to not trust ourselves, we keep looking for permission to feel how we feel or to want what we want. And, and I want to help, I want to help people move from like, I want this thing. Does that seem okay to like, I want this thing and I'm going to get it, you know, just this shift from somebody else telling you that, you know, that seems okay. Or that it, that it's, something that's possible because you know we we get that from inside we trust that whatever it is that we desire we're the creator of that right right you know um so you recently did actually this week you did a a challenge in your facebook group and one of the um one of the topics was um seeking external validation, or I can't remember exactly how you said it, but can you speak into that a little bit? Because I think that really ties into what you're talking about right now, that that we tend to seek our our worth, our, um, our value from other people and outside, like the things that we can accomplish and how we really need to put that back into ourselves. Can you speak into a little bit into that? Yeah. I mean, I, I know I was speaking on that like twofold. So our worth and value. So when you are, you know, trying to put something out into the world and you, you keep checking in with others because it's keeping you in, in action. Like you're afraid to not put something out. That's not perfect. Seeking that validation is just keeping you stuck because the thing is, is you can have everyone around you telling you it's beautiful, put it out, but you're not validating it yourself. And therefore you're not getting the validation you need. And, um, and so the idea that like, once you don't need theirs and you can just rely on yours, it, it eliminates the need for theirs and theirs was never going to be enough anyway. I mean, even just from like a lighter, a lighter, goofier note, you think about when, if you feel like overweight and you ask your partner, like, do I look fat in this? And they're going to say no, because of course, like they love you, 
but like you still feel how you feel and you are looking for somebody else to change how you felt. And that's just never going to be a, a core change in how you actually feel. It's just kind of putting a bandaid over it. Oh, I love that. I love that, that, um, that analogy too, because that's exactly it, right? We, it has to start from inside. Now, mm-hmm. how does, how does manifestation integrate with healing? Like how do the, how do the, what do those two, how does that work? Yeah. So I see manifestation as becoming like our most magnetic self where we mm-hmm. are fully authentic the world that we desire is available to us and in order to do that we need to strip away all the conditioning that we have taken on that has muted our true you know magnificence and so i i don't like to see manifestation as simply like setting intentions for these external goals the car the you know the 10k months or whatever i like to see manifestation as we're going to do this on the way to healing and living our most full lives that feels mm. so true to us and our soul. Right. And that just naturally allows more beauty to come in that is of a perfect fit for us, not, right. not based on someone else's version of what it is that we're seeking. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. And as you're saying this, I'm thinking about um, I'm thinking about the universe, right? And, and you've heard this, um, the, uh, the, the, uh, the quote, nature abhors a vacuum, right? So mm-hmm. we have to let go. We have to do the healing. The healing, when we're doing the healing, we're actually letting go of the stuff that's keeping us stuck, right? So we have to release and let go um, so that we can fill that void with who we yeah. are and our brilliance and shining our light, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah and, absolutely. So this is kind of the, this is kind of a, you know, sometimes I go roundabout, but, um, but this kind of brings me into the, um, the, uh, the full moon rituals that you do and the way that you use the moon, um, the releasing. I love that. I've, I've done one of your, um, one of your full moon rituals, um, before, which was fantastic. And you have a great way of asking questions. And so that it gets you thinking about, yeah, if I am this person, what do I need to let go of? Can you talk a little bit about your about the moon and how you use the moon in your work and in your life? Yes, absolutely. So the moon, I've been practicing moon rituals for close to two years now. And mm-hmm. the transformations that have come about in my life are unbelievable. But what's most important to me, because I have, like I said in the beginning, I've had so many stops and starts, is that this has allowed me to kind of connect to a power beyond myself that helps Mm. me stay in these cycles and continue to cycle and like know that when when it's an excruciatingly dark period that the light period is just on the other side and so i keep going and what i've found is that the full moon energy is powerful and when you're consistently practicing rituals you find that whatever is needing to be released gets bam in your face. Like it's time to look at this. And I just find that to be so magical because it's like, I'm, I'm relying on, on nature to guide my healing. And Mm -hmm. when the time is right, this right thing will come up and it's just so beautiful. 
I love, there's so much goodness in all of that you said <laughs> that there is when you're in the darkest moments and you know that there's light on the other side. I, I love that you're using that relying on nature to guide you. How amazing is that, Nicole? I, 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 um, we've talked about, and you've, you've mentioned in your Facebook group, um, the, uh, the, the walking with the moon. I love that. And I actually did it, did that this past full moon, the full moon. I don't know. I don't know about where you are, but this particular full moon, I saw it at night and I was able to see it in the morning too. Like, you know, like one end of the street, it's kind of, it was kind of where, where I'm situated. It was east to west. So I got to see it on my, um, on my walk in the evening and I got to see it in the morning and it was amazing. And I thought of you and the walking with the moon and the opening up and the talking to the moon. Like I hadn't ever really thought about that before. And, you know, and asking the question, like, what do I need to release so that I can have this light so I can shine my light, you know? Mm so, so beautiful and powerful. And so we have to be able to heal the, the trauma or just, you know, and it doesn't even have to be PTSD, just that we have to heal, which means letting go of the old stuff so that we can fill it, fill that space with our light and what, and what we really want. And it takes a lot of self-awareness to, to know what you want to. You you mentioned um, talking about manifestation. It's not about the car. It's not about the the 10k months or whatever it is. It's not about the about the uh, the material things. Can you speak into a little bit into that too? Because because I, I can't remember. I was listening to a podcast that you were on recently. Um, the radical mother. Um, radical. Tell me again. The mother. radical. Radical Mother Village podcast. Yes. (laughs) Amazing with Krista Bevan and amazing podcast. And I loved that interview. And you talked about that you were able to manifest and it's not just the things. Can you talk about that? About like you talked about um, manifesting joy, joyful moments with your kids. Yeah. Well, I, I, as you were telling your story of walking with the moon, I thought of my very first full moon ritual and it was so unbelievable. I had gone out driving. Like I went to go, I didn't have my son that night. I was early in my separation with my husband and I had driven out to the mountains because I wanted a really special spot to see the moon, but it was a cloudy night. And so I couldn't see it. And so I was just journaling in the dark in some dark parking lot about, you know, like what, what it would look like. How could I possibly support myself? I was living in an Airbnb and like, had no idea what I was going to do. I was about to be out of money and would I get into an apartment? And so I journaled on it and, um, I had, as I was like leaving, I had just said like, moon, please show yourself, please show yourself Mm. so I can see you for just a moment. And as I was driving, the clouds parted for just a moment for the moon to peek through in its full magnificence. And then beautiful. So unbelievable. It was so beautiful. And then by the time I got back to my Airbnb, my, my primary source of income client had like sent me a message saying, um, saying that like, she would love to talk about what it would look like for me to take on a bigger role within the business. Nice. Right. And of course. Right. And I remember, right. And what you were going back to like what your question was, 
it wasn't about just the bigger role, but the fact that I had asked her for this mm-hmm. and I had felt so I was, I had said in my message when I had asked her earlier in the day, like, I hope that wasn't too much to ask. I'm so sorry if it seemed really rude for me to ask for this thing I wanted. And she came back to me and was just like, when you surround yourself with people that love you, Mm. they're never going to question who you are, you know? And that was like, just so amazing to know that like I could ask for my needs to be met and it wasn't hurting anybody's feelings. Right. And people just loved me. And, you know, it was just, it was a hugely powerful moment and it changed my life. I was able to get into an apartment and have the thing I needed, the security and support I needed. Right, right. And I'm thinking too, as you, so you were able to increase your income and, um, and get into, to a more secure, um, living situation, but you also like, I mean, the feelings of being able to do this for yourself and the, the, you know, the pride and the confidence that comes along with, wait a minute, I am supported. I can do this. I am doing this. So it's not just about the things, you know, I have, um, I have, I work with, um, I work with so many women that say part of their vision, you know, cause I, I teach visioning part of their vision is that they want financial freedom. And like, that is so great. What does that mean to you? Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's not about money. It's not about cash, right? It's not about the 10 K months. It's about the feelings associated with it, the feelings and what that money will help you to become or create in the world. You know, it's, a, it's, yeah. a, it, it's, it seems like, a, well, of course I need this much money if I'm going to, but it's not about the money. You know, it's not about the financial independence. It's about, oh, it's about the feeling. Well, I'm feeling proud of myself. I'm feeling confident. You know, mm-hmm. I'm feeling this, this sense of, I am doing this and I am worthy and I matter. Nicole, I love that. I love that story. And I hadn't heard that, that, um, that story about the first full moon um, ritual <laughs> that you did. That is beautiful. So can you tell us a little bit about energy leaks? Okay. Energy leaks and what that means and how that relates to, um, to manifestation. Yeah. So energy leaks, um, I feel like energy leaks are, you know, the things that are blocking us. So for me, for several years, because I was in a relationship uh, where my partner was struggling with alcoholism and I, this was when I was really diving into learning manifestation and simultaneously, like all my energy was going to, you know, counting beers and checking locations and bank balances and all the different things. And it just... I could not hold a positive vision when all my energy was going to this thing. And, you know, and so I really had to like, keep coming back to like ownership of my energy. Like I'm not in charge of this person's journey. I cannot change their journey. And I found a lot of healing in, you know, in Al-Anon and in codependent, what is it? Codependent no more. And just Mm -hmm. really like taking that ownership, um, But in addition to that, like when you're, when you're trying to manifest something and you're feeling like desperate for the manifestation, but you notice that your energy is going on this other thing, or you've got this block, like what we were talking about with your vision for having financial security, 
I had for a long time, I was experiencing like, I would go and spend money. Part of my vision is doing things with my kids. As an Enneagram seven, I like new activities and that often requires money. And I would, I remember taking my son to this playground and they had a Ferris wheel and we went on a boat and we did all this stuff. And I think I spent like $30. And then I had to talk with my therapist about it. Cause I was like, I don't know how I'm going to pay my rent. And I'm such a terrible person. Like, obviously I'm broke. I deserve to be broke. I go and spend $30 on non-necessities and just, I had so much shame and like poor self-talk around that, that it was like, I was holding the vision on one hand and at the same time, berating myself on the other mm. hand for this very thing. You were canceling it out, right? Yeah. This is yeah. what I want, but I'm a terrible person. This right. is what I want, but yeah, that's so interesting. And so, I mean, I think that is a, like, that's a gold nugget right there. Okay. We can't right. have, we can't hold both. We can have mm-hmm. one or the other. So yeah. let's choose the vision right? Yes. Let's stay in that vision and continue to use the moon, the full moon mm-hmm. and, and just in release. What do I need to release to yeah. be this woman, you know, to yes. experience this, 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 this life. And it's not, you know, again, it's not, it's not a thing. It's not a, it's, it's, um, it's experience. It's, it's life, you know? Right. I think too. And that's and, why it's so, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, that's why it's so important to me to like drill in the idea that like manifesting is, is kind of a healing dance with the universe. So, mm-hmm. you know, this Ooh. energy leak as you're going, I want this thing. I hate myself for wanting this thing. I want this thing. I hate myself for wanting it. Recognizing that, like you said, you can't hold both visions. Yeah. Which one do you want to hold? And how are you willing to, to like face this other thing to give it its space and then set it free. Right. Right. Gosh, I love that. I love that. That, that, um, that reminds me of, um, of, I think it was day one of your challenge and you were talking about that. Like, who am I? Am I going to stay in the vision of me as this calm, confident woman, you know, that, that, that has her, that that is taking care of herself, even in the midst of what's going on? Or am I, you know, am, am I, Am I claiming the vision of being, you know, bad with money, bad, you know, like I can't do this. I'm a bad person. We get to choose, right? We get to choose which, which vision, but we can't hold both. Right. I think that's super, super important, Nicole. And I, I really, I I love that you bring that up and as as energy leaks. So can you think of any other things? So for you, it was, um, was your your energy was going toward the you know you were monitoring right you were monitoring mm-hmm. your your uh, your your husband and his activities what other th- kind of energy leaks can um um do do people experience what what other kinds of things i mean i see it so much as particularly with people who have some kind of experience of trauma, Mm -hmm. they tend to keep tabs on people around them. And so that's, that's the primary way that I see it is some sort of control over people around them, whether it be like obsessively stressing about what their teen child, the choices their teen child Mm -hmm. is making, you know, or monitoring their partner in other ways. Like it doesn't have to be in, in the toxicity of alcoholism, but just 
you know, or even just you go out in the world and you get mad at your coworker who, you know, just never does their job. Like the things where you're giving your energy to someone else Mm -hmm. who doesn't, isn't trying to, you know, like doesn't make no difference to them that you don't like their actions. They're just living their life. Right. Right. Okay. I love that because it's not, we all do it, right? We're giving Mm -hmm. our energy. And, and here's, here's the thing. When we are giving our energy to, um, to what other people are doing, what other people are, are thinking or saying, or, or whatever it might be, our thoughts, simply our thoughts, then we, we are taking away the energy that could be, could be put into, um, our vision and taking action steps and moving forward. Right? I think I think yeah. that's what you're saying, right? We can't yeah. have we can't we have to we have to be able to to uh, to pull that energy or and and transmute it, I guess, transmute right. it from yeah. from over here to into ourselves, into ourselves exactly. and our belief and our um, our uh, our our worthiness of becoming the women that we're here to become, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I love, love that. Transmute. That's the perfect description of it. You know, transmute it so that you become the person who, you know, is fully in charge of your own life. And those around you can be lifted up by that, or they might not, and they might go their own way. Right, right, right. So we can, in, you, you're also talking about, um, at least this is what I, when you're talking about energy, energy leaks, I'm thinking about when we hold on to anger or when we hold on to resentment mm-hmm. or when we hold on to sadness or, um, or grief or, and, and here's the thing. I do, I do believe that we need to, um, we need to, sometimes we just need to let that stuff move through us, but we don't have to tell the story about it. I think that's right. where it is. The energy leaks yes. are when we continue to stay in that story, the story of what's keeping us stuck or what's wrong, right? Right. That is so true. And so often we're telling the story without actually processing it. The storytelling is not actually moving through it so that you can get to the other side. The storytelling is, is almost, you know, fighting and living in it and, you know, putting the rest of your life on pause. Right. Right. You know, I love the, um, the uh, work of Byron Katie and she says, is it true? You know, you tell Mm -hmm. yourself this story. Is it true? I don't know. You know, the stories that we usually tell ourselves, there are facts, right? There's, there are facts on one hand, this thing happened, right? It's like Mm -hmm. without emotion. And then there's the story, which is like infused with emotion, you know? And when we can pull that apart, I think, I think that, I I think that's what you're talking about with the energy leaks. Like we, we, we can, we can separate those two things that they're not, you know, the, the, the story we attach the story. I can't remember where I heard it, but, um, where was it? I think, oh, I went to an ashram one time years ago and, and they were talking about how we are not bound by our anger, bound by our, well, it's because of this that I feel this way, right? That we bind ourselves to the anger or we bind ourselves to the mm. sadness. It's not that it binds itself to us. It's that we bind ourselves to it. So we can, when we learn how to let go of the energy leaks of the things that we're binding, like, what if we could just let it go? And sometimes we have to let it go a hundred times a day and that's okay. Yes. Right. Yes. Now, um, I also, as you're talking about this and, and you're a mom and, um, and you are also 
kind of paving the way for your kids, right? You are in, in the process of doing this work, of doing the, the uh, trauma-informed uh, manifestation, we're also, we're changing our generational uh, patterns, which I think is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Can you speak into that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, for, yes, that is, I would like to think, and I'm quite certain, but, um, you know, our, our kids' journeys are really their own. Right. But I am doing the best work I can do. And I think as parents, we're always going to mess up in some way. Right. And, um, and I know like that we are working so hard to break generational cycles. And so we can take on a lot of guilt when we do repeat patterns. Right. And the thing is, is just keep holding that vision and keep moving towards the more beautiful experience that you want to provide and then have some grace and some honest conversations when applicable. I mean, my daughter's 20 mm -hmm. and we are, you know, as, as I mentioned, we're starting to kind of like piece apart that, that first marriage that she was there with and, and how some of the really kind of insidious abusive things that went on. And I have been always for so long, very I mean, as long as she's been old enough to have these conversations, been very clear to her that like, I know I didn't do perfectly and I'm currently healing from my childhood. And I want you to know that as you start to find your way towards your own version of healing, you can talk to me about it. Mm -hmm. I'm a safe person to say, mom, you put me through this thing that right. I shouldn't have ever been put through and I will always be sorry. And I'm also not going to take on guilt. I did the best I could. Right. And right. I'm continuing and will always continue to keep doing the best I can. Oh, Nicole, that is so beautiful. And I, I really do. And that you're able to have those conversations with her and that as she's see, seeing you heal, she can heal herself. And then she doesn't have to be, you know, decades in right. and um and still be doing i mean we're always like that i i really do believe that we mm -hmm. that we are um we heal and grow like our entire life right so it's not right. just it's not a one and done like i'm gonna heal now and then i'm gonna be done it just doesn't work that way it's continual but that mm -hmm. you're offering your um your daughter that opportunity and your kids that opportunity to um to do the healing now Right. right. And validating that, like, yeah, there was some painful moments and I was a part of those painful moments that you went through. And I'm so sorry for that, you know, validating. And then at the same time, not taking it on and going, I'm a terrible mother, you know, like, right, right. I am not a terrible mother. I'm a really great mother. And you get to also take ownership of your life and you can say this bad stuff happened to me. So I'm going to you know, continue living that crappy way, or I'm going to take ownership and I'm going to live my best life because I've seen that it's possible. Yeah. I'm so, so amazing. And you're helping her to, to take responsibility for herself and you're, you're doing this manifestation work and you're also, as you're doing it, you're teaching her how to do it too. I think that's such a beautiful thing. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that, um, that yeah. piece about the, um, about the generational lines, because I think, I do believe, first of all, that 
absolutely are it's you know we we're all on our own journeys and we can't take complete 100% responsibility we are all doing the best that we can mm -hmm. in the moment with what we have right yeah and so I, I love that you're able to um, to uh, to separate that and help her to see that as separate things too. You know, like this mm -hmm. is your journey. You you can take 100% responsibility for your experience going forward, right? I had a part right. in it, but but it's it's still their journey. I think that's a beautiful mm -hmm. thing. Yeah, Nicole, this has been. Is there anything that we haven't covered that you think is a really important nugget that um that uh, that the moms out there would really really need to know as they're moving into their trauma informed uh, manifestation as as well? Uh, I think just you know just start to appreciate that that journey even even the um the like the dark moments the moments that you feel like it's not coming in mm -hmm. when you are consistently doing the work you can know with confidence that the dark moments will be followed by light moments and and so to stop chasing these like monumental transformations in unrealistic amounts of time and just know that this is a beautiful journey and you're so supported and lucky to be on the journey. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Thank you. So can you, this is the part of the, um, of the, uh, the, the interview where I invite you to tell us about a time in motherhood that either when you either overcame something or you achieved something that initially just felt impossible. Well, I, <laughs> I have alluded to some of this, but leaving a toxic marriage. Mm. And then even though that was kind of a stop and start because then I was in a new version. Um, and this is, you know, not to demonize either one of these people, uh, but finding my strength to leave once and then realizing that I hadn't done all the healing to not repeat the cycle right. and finding the strength to start on my own again. Um, I just think having, having compassion for myself that like, I did it again. You know, I, I did this thing again. I still had more to learn and then continuing to like find that strength within myself to lean on support from higher powers and, and believe that I had the strength and the capability to create a life for myself. Right. Oh, that's so beautiful. And I love that self-compassion piece that you talked about, because that's it. I mean, we could, and sometimes we tend to, I did it again. I am, you know, I'm so bad. I can't believe and berate ourselves mm -hmm. that week when you came to it with self-compassion with, okay, I did it again. And now I'm continuing to move forward. And what a beautiful, beautiful story. And, um, and my heart goes out to you and with all Thank of you. that, all of that past stuff and just with all the light that's ahead, I'm excited. Yes. So tell us a little bit about um, how our listeners can find you. I know you have this amazing Facebook group. Can you, can you tell us about the Facebook group first and then tell us all the ways that we can find you? Yeah. So I love my Facebook group. I love all the ladies in it. It's wildly worthy women. Um, and it's just bringing women together to uplift each other, to celebrate each other, and then to hold the vision in the dark periods, like we've talked about. And right. so 
you can find us at Wildly Worthy Women uh, on Facebook. And then I'm also on Instagram as Wildly Worthy Woman <laughs> or Women. <laughs> um, and then Wildly Worthy, yeah, Wildly Worthy Women. Wildly on, Worthy on Instagram. And your um and your website too, right? Wildly yes. Worthy Women. What that is kind yes. of a mouthful, isn't it? And it is. I'll tell you a funny story. I was I was in business for like a year and a half and hadn't registered my business and had uh-huh. made like a lot of more than more money than I had made in any job. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have to file taxes. And a friend's husband was like, I'll help you get your business license. You need to call me in two hours with a name. And I was like, oh my God, that's the reason I hadn't gotten a license all this time because I didn't know. <laughs> So it came to me, I looked, it was available and, and here we are. <laughs> I love that name, Wildly Worthy Women. I mean, that, that it, it ties in. So, I mean, it's beautiful. I love that. And it makes me smile and it makes me a little bit tongue tied, but, <laughs> but right. I love it. I love Same it. Here. Yeah. <laughs> Nicole, this has been an amazing interview, an amazing conversation. You are such a bright light and, um, and thank you so much for taking the time today. Thank you, Tracy. This was so fun. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Goodbye for now. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Vision Driven Mom podcast. Now, if you haven't already, go ahead and download the High Vibe Toolkit. It's a mom's guide for taking yoga off the mat and into your life. You'll learn how to create your own unique toolkit full of tools for raising your vibe quickly and getting yourself out of a funk in record time next time you find yourself in one. Because funk happens, right? You'll learn how to tap into your inner mentor to cultivate more joy, more connection, and more harmony in your life as you return to your natural high vibe self. You'll raise the vibe in your home as you reclaim your own inner vibe. Now, this is the only guide designed to help moms who want to feel alive keep their yoga vibe flowing both on and off the mat, no matter what comes next. So download the High Vibe Toolkit at www.highvibetoolkit.com and reclaim your inner vibe. Anything is possible, even in the midst of motherhood. Goodbye for now.